Get ready for conflicts where movie reviews collide. Everybody and welcome to today's episode of Conflicts, where we are going to be discussing 2019's Rocket Man. Today, I am joined by Nick. Say hello, Nick. Hello. And as ever, Dad joke himself, Rich. Say hey, Rich. Hey, Rich. He's never gonna let me down. Never. And I am your host slash moderator, Lara slash Lulu slash 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 slash. <laughs> Have uh, you seen the meme where they like they I'm, somebody slashed my tires? And they have a picture of Slash, the guitarist, (laughs) taped to their tires. That's funny. That's also right up your alley there, Dad joke. It it really is. Do you know he knows a lot about dinosaurs? I'm guessing you know a lot about dinosaurs, too. Uh, You know, not really. It's not one of the areas that I have a lot of information, but uh, Slash (laughs) loves dinosaurs. And he knows, he's like legit, knows a lot about dinosaurs. That's fun. I like that. It's his thing. I want to learn more about dinosaurs. Not in this moment, though. Um, I want to know. How important the music Felton John is to you, gentlemen? I want to know what you're thinking. <laughs> well, not an Elton John song, but hey. No, it's a- I grew up with it because of my mom. She loved him. Yeah, but like, do you like Elton John? Like, would you ever opt to listen to the This Is Elton John Spotify playlist? Hmm. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, I could sing along with him. I know a lot of Elton John songs. Uh, I, I guess for me, though, different of generation i don't even know if you lived in this country no but, uh, <laughs> when i mean the first elton john song that i'm like i know that one was lion king yeah i did not live in this was. country but lion the king was international circle, well he did he did a uh version of that song but like can you feel the love tonight mm-hmm. oh yeah no no he was totally instrumental yeah. in them and he made it partially what it is I yeah mean, without oh, his sure. music it's not the, as big of a hit right uh and I knew, like, obviously, like, Tiny Dancer and mm-hmm. Rocket Man and uh, Yellow, Big, Yellow, Goodbye, Brick Road Yellow Brick Road album. Goodbye, yeah. Yellow Brick Road. I have that on vinyl. Good, Goodbye, yeah. Yellow Brick Road. It's yeah. a good album. I have a couple of his on vinyl. How about you, Rich? How, like, so, like, you, you Nick, you like Elton John, but you're not, like, you know, an Elton John diehard. You didn't go to his farewell tour. No. Okay. Mainly, cool. I couldn't afford it. And... Well, yeah. I, I was jealous. I have a friend who did go. Yeah. Um, and uh, some in Vegas. God oh, damn. Yeah. No, like that was um, his wife got him the those tickets as a it was an anniversary gift. Epic. Yeah. No, it was it Man, was. They legit. must really love. They must really love each other. Actually, no, I mean, <laughs> I said they must really have loved. I'm like, no, they must really love each other. If they're gonna do that. No, she she went all out, they, and I was super jealous. Which is funny because he's kind of the, the a little bit the redneck that you wouldn't expect to be the guy yeah. who really likes Elton John, but he really does, and I respect that because I mean, Elton John is iconic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't get bigger than Elton John. Now, I'm going to make a lot of comparisons between uh, Rocket Man and the the film Bohemian Rhapsody, mm-hmm. and what we'll make I think we're going to make that apparent why. Right. Um, but for me, like Queen is a little more my wheelhouse. Yeah, than I agree. Elton John, but at the same time, like I will listen to Elton John almost at any time, and I will sing the shit yeah. out of Elton John songs at any time. So it doesn't get any better than Elton John. He is he is Elton John. I mean, that's just all there is to it. 
And there's nothing that is bigger than Elton John, and he deserves it. And the talent is there. He's not hype at all. I think that you and I, Rich, are pretty similar on our opinions of Elton John. And like, yes, Queen is more important to me as a group, and that music resonates with me a little better. But also, like, I know you all can't see my laptop right now that's in front of me, but I have a Dolly Parton sticker on the back. <laughs> I view Elton John as like the male equivalent of Dolly Parton. The reason I love Absolutely. Dolly Parton and the reason I love Elton John is because they are both unapologetically themselves. Like, you know, feathers everywhere, giant sunglasses for Elton John, you know, Dolly well, Parton just being herself. And like that, I, I love that and I resonate with that so much. And I just, I love his music and I feel like it's timeless. Well, it you is. Know? You know, and I, and I will make this, it's probably going to be a bit of a controversial statement. But hey, here it is. Elton John is so talented. Huge chunks of people were willing to overlook how gay he was. Yeah. To listen to his music. Like anybody else being that gay like and it would turn off a lot 70s. of audience. Oh yeah. That was not okay. That was a career ender. It was not. And he was just so good that everybody were like, no, just you know, turned a blind eye. Yeah. Like, no, he's just flamboyant. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's like Liberace yeah. where everybody just no, 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 he's he's good. He just he's he's like Elvis. Elvis wore all that. He was yeah. like that, right? Yeah, you know, it's just like that. So every kind of everybody kind of looked away. And that's just because he's just that good. But didn't yeah. they do the same thing for Freddie Mercury? A little bit. But Freddie Mercury but, is less overt with it. And I, also, Freddie Mercury like was part of Queen, and it was more about the whole band, whereas Elton John is an individual yeah. solo mm -hmm. artist, where there's no one to hide but behind. They, they totally did. With, with Queen, everybody just kind of ignored that part and said, no, they're awesome, we'll move on. And Elton John is definitely in that same world, which there's a lot of connections here between those, not only these two films, but... Yeah, those, those two oh, musicians. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I just kind of wanted to get an idea of, you know, the importance of the music of Elton John in everybody's life, since we're going to be talking about this movie that revolves around the music of Elton John. But this movie itself was released May 31 of 2019 and stars. Tar is it Taron Egerton or Edgerton? I think it's Egerton. I think it's Egerton, too. So it's Taron Egerton, Jamie Bell, Richard Madden, and is directed by Dexter Fletcher. I'm telling you who it's directed by because, interesting enough, Mr. Dexter Fletcher was the executive producer of Bohemian Rhapsody. Sort of. <laughs> so, well, he was one of them. And he's credited, like, as yeah. the EP of Bohemian Rhapsody. So they are already tied together in Six Degrees of Separation. A synopsis of the film. Set to his most beloved songs, this musical tells the story of Elton John, his breakthrough years in the 70s, and his fantastical transformation from shy piano prodigy to international superstar. I don't think a dot dot dot's needed this time. Mm -mm. Okay. <laughs> Did you know that in this movie, 53 different pairs of sunglasses are worn by I, Mr. Elton John? I believe it. Or the guy who plays Mr. Elton John. <laughs> <laughs> by Taron Egerton. Um, also, Tom Hardy was originally cast to star in this movie as Elton John, but it kept getting delayed, and then he had contractual obligations. Like, he hmm. got brought on, like, three years before Principal even started, and it kept getting delayed and delayed, and then he had other contractual obligations, so he eventually had to step aside from the project. But he was originally, and could you imagine a movie where Tom Hardy played Elton John? Wouldn't it would have been same. so different. He's too big. Not like as in like stardom. I meant like yeah, he's yeah. a little too bulky. It, it's sort of like whenever they were going to remake The Crow, uh -huh. and they were going to have Jason Momoa play The oh, Crow. Oh yeah, yeah he's too and big. I'm like, and not saying this is a negative, but like they were going to make Top Dollar the drug kingpin mm -hmm. in that uh, uh, a female. Which not saying a female couldn't be a or a woman. 
I don't know, whatever you would say. Both there. are acceptable. Thank you. Yeah. For checking. Uh, but uh, I'm like, Jason Momoa would crush any dude. Like, <laughs> yeah. If, uh, like if he even like flicked a girl in the nose, it'd probably like go like out. crush through a brick wall. Yeah, yep. I'm like, what? Like that doesn't make that don't make no sense. Like <laughs> that don't make no damn sense. Quite a size disparity there. Yeah, I mean, like I say, I mean, you know, yeah, a girl could like and, know like kung fu or something, and like totally. Or it could be like Gina Carano or something. No, this this is way better. Casting. Oh yeah, and I, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Like thinking, yeah. yeah, like a big big chick. Uh, speaking of random casting though. When this movie was originally announced, do you guys know who Elton John like picked that he wanted to play him all the way back in 2012? Wasn't Taron Egerton? Nope. Oh, wasn't? Because I know that like they they got close. Yeah, and he like totally approves of of everything, mm-hmm. but like his initial before anything was even in production, he wanted Justin Timberlake to play himself <laughs> in the movie. You want to talk about a different movie? That's a different movie. I, I can so, see that more than Tom Hardy. Though. That would have been. That would have been just as weird as seeing Bryce Dallas Howard in this movie because I didn't even know she was in it. I knew nothing yeah. about this, and all of a sudden I'm like looking at her, and I'm mm-hmm. like, "Who is that?" And like I get like you did it like a panda face, like pan around her face. And I'm like, "Oh my god, that's Opie's daughter!" Like what the <laughs> heck? She's <laughs> everywhere all of a sudden. No, she's she she is. I mean, were they having a shortage of British women to play? Elton I don't know. I have, I have I have kind of weird comments for later on about Bryce Dallas Howard in this movie. I mean, I love her. I wasn't complaining. Like she did a good job, but I was just like, yeah, she's so talented. But, but why? She's also not British. Yeah, not British <laughs> at all. Well, this seems a good time to dive into some reviews. Nick, hmm? would you be so gracious as to grace us? With your review for this film. Yeah, I'm going to do sort of like what I did the last time. Knock yourself out. So IMDb rated it at a 7.3, which I thought was kind of being generous. Uh, I would have given it a 7 hmm. if I worked for yeah. or with the IMDb like website or whatever. But uh, for like, our rating and, system... And if you're hiring IMDb, I think Nick's trying to, <laughs> no. Nick's trying to work his the way to The Nick MDB review no, is. <laughs> uh, I'd give it a solid B. Okay. Uh, they like we said earlier. This movie came in kind of on the coattails of the like success of Bohemian Rhapsody, mm-hmm. and I, like you guys, I am ten thousand times more a fan of Queen than I am of uh, Elton John. Not saying that I hate Elton John, but you know, Queen's just they're just Queen, right? But uh, yeah, it was okay. It's good. Yeah, give it a B. I'd rewatch I... it. Cool. Yeah. What about you, Rich? Maybe if I had two hours. <laughs> uh, I'd rewatch the shit out of this movie, but I also gave it a B. Uh, I mean, I love Elton John and I love a good musical. Uh, Taron Egerton is phenomenal mm-hmm. and he deserves all the credit and praise that he can get. However, this movie suffers from much the same problem that Bohemian Rhapsody suffered from, where it couldn't make up its mind if it's trying to be a musical or a documentary and it just kind of fizzled a little bit uh-huh. of both. So that's why I give it a B because the music is amazing. Like if you just want to sit around and like karaoke the shit out of this movie sometime, yeah. I I'm in. I am totally in. But as far as like a film, I think it kind of fell short of telling the story the way it could have. It kind of soft soaped the documentary side, focused a little too much on the music um, at times, and it really just couldn't make up its mind which way it wanted to go. It felt like it was a play. Yeah. Ooh, interesting. It could have been a good play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but sometimes I don't mind that in a movie. No, yeah, yeah. I, but we, uh, I didn't, I don't remember Bohemian Rhapsody kind of being a mixture of a musical slash, I kind of felt like it was just a biopic and there was singing in it because it's about a rock star. I would agree with that about Bohemian this Rhapsody. This one was just a straight, like, like there were song I'm and dance a, numbers. Yeah, yeah, I'm in a musical right now. <laughs> as much like, as I hate to say it, I feel like you could scent the difference in a movie made about somebody who's dead versus a movie 
made about somebody who's still alive. Oh, uh, for you know, sure. Uh, no. I mean, you just the end credit, like mm-hmm. the bits of information at the beginning of the end credits. I was like, okay, it's clear where Elton John's team was like, okay, and this is the verbiage we'd like you to use. Yeah, I mean, I love you, Elton, but uh, they weren't able to really go into the darker corners as much as I think they could have. Uh, you know, they, they didn't completely ignore them, but I, I felt that, yeah, they really could have done done some more there and made up their mind. But I mean, I gave it a B. This is a good movie. This is a very right. good movie. But that's what keeps it from going even further to me, uh, you know, as an A, where they, they really didn't get into Elton as much as they could have. They just said, hey, but his songs are great, and then moved on some. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for a shocking amount of conflict in this episode, I also gave it a B. <laughs> <laughs> Because, uh, so I would say that this movie is like, I call it the Bridesmaids effect. I can move it to a D if you guys have <laughs> some He's like, I'm willing to shift it around. No, but like the movie Bridesmaids, when it came out for whatever reason, I didn't end up seeing that movie until like two years later. What and movie? I had heard Bridesmaids. Uh, I still mm-hmm. never seen it. And I had heard so many good things about it. And like, oh my gosh, it's this great movie. And it's so funny. Really? And then I watched it. And then I was like, that's not what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, like, it wasn't bad, but I was just like, Huh. Well, yeah. the, the punchlines are probably already little, ruined. Little ho people ho right. It. But it was just totally different than what I was expecting. And that, because I had not seen this movie until this week. And I had a different image in my mind of what it was going to be. And I thought it was going to be a little darker. And I thought it was going to be a little grittier and a little more real. And then they're doing these big spangled song and dance numbers with, you know, choreographed dancers in the background. Yeah. And it was fun, but it wasn't what I was expecting. And I found myself... A little disappointed and like the only thing like when it was over i was like that's good not great yeah the yeah. music videos were great yeah and it had fun music but it's nothing that we haven't seen before but the thing that kept because i almost was like mm, i'm just gonna give this a c because it's just like right there in the middle but i will say the thing that gave this a b for me and the thing that i think is the only thing that gave it a step up over bohemian rhapsody was that it was much more proudly gay and less danced around. Mm-hmm. There was a little bit more they, just skirting around Freddie Mercury's sexuality in the movie of Bohemian Rhapsody. And this was very clearly like, I'm gay. I don't want to be gay anymore. So I'm going to try marrying this woman. And then it's a horrible mistake. And then, you know, I'm going to sleep with every dude under the sun and see what happens. And I like that about this movie. And that a little bit, it did not water down Elton John's debauchery. And I know that they watered down some of Freddie Mercury's debaucherous decisions. I think that seems about right. They pretty much, you know, went head on with it. I mean, yeah. I mean, it starts out with him, you know, walking into rehab. So, I mean, we know bad choices were made. And so that was really like what kept it at a B for me. But again, like, yeah, it was like you said, if somebody were be like, hey, we're all hanging out, having some drinks, let's watch Rocket Man, and we can all sing along to Elton John. I'd be like, yeah, that's great. But if it's just I've got an afternoon and I'm going to watch a movie, probably not going to pick this movie to rewatch, you know? Yeah, I'd listen to the shit out of it though. Yeah, I really would. Just like turn on, let me listen to music again. I'm cool. Uh, controversial, potentially controversial opinion. Um, I think that Jamie Bell's voice was better than Taron Egerton's. Not saying he should have been cast as Elton John, really? but I think Jamie Bell's voice was better. Hmm. You know, and that's a tough because if I'm going to get you know a 
a little more critical. Elton John's voice isn't necessarily the best voice. A lot of popular singers, their voices are not necessarily the best. I mean, as far as like his, his pure vocals, there are people with better vocals. But he has a certain personality that goes along with it that fits his song so well that it's very difficult for anybody else to pull it off in the same way. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're linked inexorably to an extent that it's, it's almost impossible to quantify you know, it, it's kind of like the I always point out like a song like Louie Louie. Mm-hmm. Those guys couldn't play their instruments and they couldn't sing worth the shit. But nobody else can do it as well as you they walk can. into any bar anywhere. Mm-hmm. That's the way it is with a lot of Elton John stuff. Is it's hard to pull off an Elton John song simply because they just suit him so well. So part of my praise for Taron Egerton is because he was able to pull off the same manner in the way that Elton John did. So other people could be a better vocalist, but I think he was just more suited to it. I don't think that Jamie Bell would have been a good fit to play Elton at all. Ugh. But <laughs> I don't think Tom Hardy would have either. Not also true. Also very true. Yeah. Or Justin Timberlake. That I do not. His voice, his vocal range is a little too high. Right. Also, mm-hmm. I don't have any faith at all that he could have realistically pulled off a British accent. I'm sorry. He's from Memphis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. It's a big thing for me. So I got a random uh, connection between. Bohemian Rhapsody and Rocket Man, the movie. Share with us this random. Connection, we have please. two Game of Thrones people playing the same person. Same person. Yes. So in Bohemian Rhapsody, Aiden Gillen, who was Littlefinger, uh huh, plays uh, John Reed, who is Richard Madden, who played Rob Stark in Rocket Man. It's the same. They're portraying the same real life person. I didn't even notice that. Yes. That is the same. Well, they're both managers. So yeah. he's the manager that signs uh, Queen. Remember, they actually make a reference to the movie where he mentioned that he manages Elton, Elton John, John. And there was a recommendation there. But that is the same real life person that they are portraying. Interesting. So both of them just happen to be Game of Thrones actors that were hmm. they were playing it to, to give you a little extra connection there. That's um, fun. Which, by the way. What I've learned from these two movies is if you are going to be a musician, never let your lover be your manager. Uh, clearly. Because it was catastrophically bad in both movies. Yeah. Just work and life separate <laughs> in that department. Yeah. Get to get get to split those up. And definitely don't give them rights to shit. I'm just saying. Yeah. Because oh, people yeah. get screwed over. All right. This seems as good a time as any is to dive into the good, the bad, and the ugly. I'm going to start us off. And I have to say for me, the good was the subtle aging of all of the characters because they never gave you time frame. Like, they never gave you years. Like, it never said at the bottom of the screen, 1969, 1976, any of that. It just slowly through wardrobe, through Elton John's hair, through the other characters' hair. And they did some CG on their faces as well. Like, Bryce Dallas Howard, later on, you could tell they had CG'd her face to age her up, because she's only like eight years older than Taryn Egerton or something like yeah, that. Yeah, she's not that old. I just saw her in that uh, Disney Gallery episode, yeah. and I mean, she's she's not that old. But that, they did such a good job of that, especially with Elton John's hair, how the hairline started to recede, and you could see a little bald patch in the back. So subtle, but it like lent so much to the story, and I loved it. What about you guys? What about you, Rich? Uh, to me, it's going to be easy. It's Taron Egerton and in the music. Yeah. Uh, that's just the best part of this thing through and through. Awesome. What about you, Nick? Uh, I'd probably say uh, costumes. Yeah. I mean, mm. even though like those were real costumes, like they pulled from... But they still would have totally had to redo all of those because there's no way they still exist 
this many years and later. And they might just in like. But also cafe. they would have been they would have been different sizes because oh, Taron yeah, Egerton's yeah, yeah. a lot bulkier and he's a lot broader at the shoulders than Elton John is. So there's no way any of that would have fit. Yeah. Well, they do that at the end after the while the credits are rolling. They have the old pictures versus the scene in the movie where they do all the mm-hmm. side by sides and they're amazing. Like they they oh, look just sure. like the same. They're they're it's fantastic. Yeah, and I'd I'd say like. I kind of liked how it was a musical. Like, I think that this could be turned into a play for Broadway, like, pretty easily. It could be something that's in the works. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, with Elton John, of all people, he's brought other things to the stage. Okay, I have a very controversial bad. Go for it. That um, you guys are probably not going to like. For me, as much as I love her, Bryce Dallas Howard was the bad for me in this movie. Um, Her accent was deplorable. It was just unconscionably bad how awful it was and her performance was not bad but there was a tone there was almost like a maniacal tone to the mother's performance that just didn't lend itself to the rest of the story she felt almost nefarious in a way that i didn't understand and it really bothered me but mostly it was the accent just bothered me a lot and that was enough for her to be the bad accents though i do i really do all right, how about you, Rich? You know, I'm not going to disagree with you, but I'm just not going to single out Bryce Dallas Howard. I, I don't disagree with anything you say, uh, but the, I'm, I'm not as bothered by accents. That's, that's kind of a, a thing for you. It is. It really is. Um, maybe it's because I'm so bad at accents. I'm really, I, really good I, at that. I'm a little more um, <laughs> forgiving of people. Actually, my bad was just the mediocre supporting cast in general. You had a, a couple of people who did great, and uh-huh. then a lot of these people in the background were just kind of... They were bad. They were kind of pointless. Yeah. Some of them. They really are. So once again, this isn't a horrible bad, but I I felt like there were some opportunities for standouts and it just didn't happen. Mm -hmm. How about you, Nick? Uh, I just kind of got bored with it halfway through. Yeah. Because it is two hours long. It is a lengthy film. And by the end of it, I'm like, oh, I know what's going to happen. He's still alive. And I'm sort of just like, but this is also, I can't even read bio books on rock stars or Mm -hmm. movie stars, really, because I'm like, yes, I get it. You started off crappy home life. No, I mean, not that I'm like knocking this. It sucks that people grew up this way. Crappy home life. They get signed, get a little bit of money, start off with alcohol, weed, move on to cocaine, heavier drugs. He did the rock and roll. Mm -hmm. They isolate themselves. Then they're in rehab, and either they relapse and die, or they... And they're always here. sleeping with the wrong people along the way. Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, that's here's my dark thought there, is he's extremely lucky that he avoided the, the AIDS scenario. Oh, because for sure. so many people around him did not. And he was very... They were all very much in that same, mm-hmm. you know, group of, of people there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, John Reed died of AIDS, his boyfriend. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So he doesn't have to pay him royalties anymore? <laughs> Guess not. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know how that I worked out legally, but... All right. Now, for the ugly, I'm going to kind of go back on what I said a little bit. So, uh, my good was, like, the subtle aging and the thing with Elton John's hair. The ugly, wigs, wigs, wigs. <laughs> okay, short-haired wigs are not easy, especially at the hairline at the back. And some of those early Elton John 70s and 60s wigs were painful to look at like just put him in like a green bald cap and cg some hair on there it would have been better (laughs) like those wigs were rough to look at it looked like somebody skinned a muppet and glued it to that man's head (laughs) it was hard to watch that that, i actually want to see that movie it might be interesting i feel like it's going to be a horror film (laughs) like a little muppet murder or something it's real dark yeah (laughs) 
<laughs> All right. What about you, Rich? You know, once again, the the this isn't terrible, but and I mentioned it before. It seemed a little one sided. It seemed I a little, you know, where there's like I said, you could tell that Elton John's still around and was involved, and nobody really wanted to to go there. You know, nobody's going to bash the king while he's still alive or yeah. the queen. Which whatever he, I don't know which one. What does he? I, what, he would probably be the king. What royalty would you uh, would we would we call him? But you know, nobody wanted to to go there because he's still around. Yeah. Uh, so it, it seems a little one sided. I don't think we got to see the other side of it as much as we could have. I could see that. What about you, Nick? I already admit. No, this is the ugly. You oh. went for the bad. <laughs> Pay attention. Ugly, Nick. When words like, come out of our mouths, yeah, we I'm mean like, things. Like, like, you remember the movie, and we're on a movie podcast? We're talking about Rocket ah. Man. It's the one with Elton John. Yeah, okay? yeah, how much, yeah. How much tequila did you have in that? Uh, well, I mean, this was full. I mean, I'm not like, <laughs> it's not that. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know. Nick's not a listener. I was He's trying not to give you an active listener. Uh, I don't know. I guess if it was the ugly, I mean, I'm not going to like dog on her like you did, but uh, I'm going to say that it was Adele that was in it. Bryce Dallas Howard looked like Adele. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> not no more. Have you seen Adele? Because Adele did what you did. I thought she looked just Adele weighs like, like 90 in, um, pounds now. What was the, uh, the movie where she ate the shit pie? Uh, uh, the, the help. help. The help. I thought she looked a lot like she did in that movie, honestly. I've yeah, it was the hair. It's you a really good movie. Help? Oh, the help it's a good great. movie. Yeah. Oh. As Allison Janney and Allison I just didn't Janney. think there was like I said earlier is like why is she in this like yeah, I'm not mad so but it's like why yeah I like she was there like she yeah. showed up and they're like you, you like she was walking by and they're like oh Opie's daughter come here <laughs> you want to yeah. be in a movie you you realize that that she is like a, a star on her own know. right yeah. now right cool like okay cool I know you know what's so weird like Bryce Dallas Howard is so pretty. And, and her dad uh, Opie is not. not Opie's I mean, not. he was probably. I mean, I guess if you look like back in his like happy days and stuff, like he was attractive. But man, not really. You, you realize that like we're to the point now where she has done enough of her own stuff, and Ron Howard's kind of been removed from it enough. He's a that, director. That more people She's will recognize too. her yeah. and be like, oh, doesn't wasn't her dad like in the movies too or something? There, there are more people in that generation. I think. Yeah. The- well, it's true. Okay, I mean, because she's in like the new revamp of the Jurassic Park mm-hmm. movies and stuff. Yeah. She's done a lot of great stuff. But, and you know, Ron Pete's Howard, that Dragon, name... Pete the Dragon, Pete's Dragon. I don't know. I've never seen that movie. The Disney remake. Pete I have no Dragon. idea. You know what I'm talking about? No. You're, you're saying words randomly. Have some more tequila. There's your dragon. His name's Pete. I don't know. I've never seen this movie. Puff the magic dragon lives <laughs> by the sea. Isn't that what that stupid movie's based on? I don't know what don't you're know. talking about. Hanali. Okay. What was that? Shut what, up, What Rich. was that show talking about? Mm, I don't know. I don't you're know. You're going to get this episode taken down singing that song. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have... Copyright. I don't know if anybody own, who owns Puff Magic Dragon these days. I don't know. They're probably dead. Okay. Uh, this is not the kind of movie that a female factor really fits into because there's like two ladies in the whole thing and it's just not that kind of story. And that's cool. Um, I thought instead we'd uh, take a look at a favorite factor and we'd all decide on our favorite Elton John songs oh. right here Ooh. and right oh, now. Oh, man. You only have to pick one. You don't have to pick more than one. I have picked three because I am me. Uh, but I, if I have to pick like my absolute favorite, like it's going to be stuck in my head for days. It's, I guess that's why they call it the blues. Mm, that's oh, God, I love that's that a song. solid choice. I love that song. Um, so I have a weird one. Okay. Uh, not a weird one, but my favorite of his is actually your song. Uh huh. And I, I actually even like the Ewan McGregor version of it from, from Moulin you know, Rouge. Moulin Rouge. Uh, I actually have both of those on my phone. Uh, I, I've got uh, those. 
I, that's that's my next in, one. In, is in your a, song? I love that song. In a rare uh, example of where I thought somebody else pulled off an Elton John song well. Um, so I do both. So yeah. that's because you and McGregor isn't that great of a singer, but he did a great job at that cover. Well, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, you can tell the producers were really putting in some work for you know for you and 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 I like the guy. So you know, I'm I'm gonna have his back on this one. But it came across really well. Plus, they kind of you know they had their own take on the song. Yeah. Well, and he know. emoted enough in the song that you felt mm-hmm. it with him. So. And see, for me, that's what music is all about. Mm-hmm. Now, I love just a purely good vocalist as much as the next person, but. I have to feel the emotion. If you don't feel the music and you don't feel the song, it's not as good. Mm-hmm. I agree. What about you, Nick? What would be a favorite Elton John song for you? Uh, I'd probably say the Lion King soundtrack. Just the whole thing? Yeah. I, I think he did the production. He probably he did. wrote he most of that. He helped most of the music So I'm just going to say Lion King. You're such a 90s kid. Uh, oh, well, duh. Yeah. My, my other honorable mention is, of course, Tiny Dancer. Or Tony Danza. Whichever. Yeah. Uh, but if I was to choose, like, off of his old uh, albums, I'd probably say uh, Rocket Stuff from Man. the 90s is old. Mm-hmm. Well, he, no, that's true. <laughs> I mean, I got to go there on an honorable mention of Crocodile Rock. I mean, it's one of his early songs, See, and it just still holds like, up. And, actually, I don't like that song. That's kind of funny. That is the first Elton John song I ever heard. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it was one of I, his first hits. I had it on cassette because my mom gave it to me. That's adorable. Yeah. Little Nick running around playing his little crocodile rock. I mean, I something about the song I just like. Um, although, I mean, obviously, other songs are probably better, but it's a tough one for me to not listen to. So I'm, I'm, uh, I got to give that an honorable mention. All right, we've got some diverse favorites, except for your song that we're on the same page about, Rich. <laughs> but there's a lot of music to choose from there. Okay, let's head on over to the rec room for recommendations. That was a really long room, but I liked it. Um, for me, I love documentaries. And uh, Ken Burns' Dust Bowl is on Amazon Prime. And I had watched it like a bajillion years ago. But it was one of those things where I was like going through some stuff and uh, whatever. And I needed background noise. And so I was like, well, what can I put on? And so I found that. It's super long, by the way. It's like four hours or something. But I put that on and then ended up like not doing what I was supposed to be doing. I was just like staring at the screen, but it resonates with me because um, my family all comes from Oklahoma and like my grandfather, I can remember him telling me stories about, he remembered the dust bowl and like existing in it and how they'd have to, uh, when his mom would make dinner, she would put everything out and everything had to have two plates because you put it out on a plate and then you had to put an upside down plate on top of it to protect it from dust until someone was there to eat it. Mm -hmm. And by the time they were at the end of their meal, they were still, you could be eating mashed potatoes and there would be crunchy because there would be dust in your mashed potatoes. And they'd every day, multiple times a day, they'd all get damp towels and start at one end of the house and go to the other end of the house and just flap the towels to try and get as much of the dust back out the windows as they could because i mean these were poor folks they were sharecroppers and so like you could see light between the slats the boards of their houses so nothing kept the dust out and so it just resonates with me because it ties directly into my family and it's just a really well-made documentary that i recommend people check out if you're into documentaries so you're saying all they were was dust in the wind well played, dad joke. Well played. Nicely done. I was holding that one in the whole time you're talking about. Oh, I I I can tell how excited you are. <laughs> what about you, Rich? What do you have to recommend? So, uh, and I think I've stated it before, but we're not fans of watching shows as they come out. We want to binge watch mm-hmm. a season or something. So when this whole thing happened, my wife and I had a little more TV time. We're trying to catch up on things that we missed. 
But we were looking for stuff that had been out and like maybe had a couple of seasons uh, that you know we could we could catch up on. And I had this moment where I was uh, sitting on the couch and I was browsing through Reddit, and there was an AMA I came across where this guy was talking about a TV show. Now that uh, so this guy was he was a historian whose uh, specific area of expertise is Norse culture. And Interesting. They're they asking about the, yeah, asking about the TV show Vikings. And like, you know, what was realistic, what was, you know, not, and so on and so forth. And it was a very interesting AMA. The guy obviously knew his stuff. And I think he did a really good job of presenting the actual historical and factual information while still uh, not bashing the show. And, you know, he wasn't like, oh, they sucked at this. It was, he took the take of, well, as long as the show is entertaining, that's fine. And if it gets people interested in actual Norse culture and its history, then that's even better. So he really put a positive spin on it. And so while I'm, I'm reading this AMA and my wife is, is flipping through, uh, looking the, that actually came up as a recommended to watch Ooh. while we're doing it. I'm like that one right there. Do that. <laughs> uh, like apparently the Norse gods are telling us we need to watch Vikings. So we are actually in season four now. And I, I've never even heard of the show and it's four seasons in. It's actually, there's six seasons and there's a spinoff. Getting, so the, the initial show finishes after six seasons and they're doing a spinoff that's in production now called Vikings Valhalla. Hmm. Um, through what avenue is this show available? History Channel. Oh, okay. Not where I was expecting I think it's that on to Prime come from. Too. I think you can watch. Yeah, it we've on Prime. we've been watching it on I think Hulu. Hulu. There you go. Mm-hmm. I was like, it's on uh, one of the streams. They're all apps on the Xbox for us, right? But it, it's actually pretty good. I'm not going to say it's the most amazing thing ever, but it's pretty solid. Have There's you watched really good a, What's that sort of like Game of Thrones ish show that's on? Netflix. Uh, apparently, it's on season four or whatever. New episodes came out. Last Kingdom or something like that. I haven't seen that. This, this one, they, they, when I got to reading on it, people were uh, putting this forth as kind of a Game of Thrones style. I and, this is. You know, historically, I guess you can have some of that same feel, but this doesn't have the fantasy elements. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, it's a little more grounded. I mean, obviously, the the Norse mythology, you know, the gods to them are real, and the, you know, they have some elements there, but. This is much more grounded. There's no dragons here. Mm-hmm. Um, although at one point in time, one guy does get high and sees a dragon. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's it's more along those. But it's solid. It's definitely worth watching. Uh, the Some of the actors and actresses, um, or actors, I guess is, is correct for all of them, uh, they do they do a great job. The One of the things that I thought was funny, uh, looking in, and you'd love this, Lulu, uh, I actually looked the part where he got to talk about his, his AMA, the guy actually referred to another female historian because somebody asked the question, were women treat, you know, were they, are they showing an accurate portrayal of how women were treated mm. in North society? Because they had a lot more agency. They were allowed to own land. They were allowed to hold titles. Oh, wow. They, they fought uh, on, you know, on the front lines with men. And when he pointed out, he's like, well, my friend has actually uh, studied this specifically and uh, referred to a, an essay that she had published online about that specific topic. And the gist of it is, yeah, basically, I mean, there, there wasn't exactly the same as maybe what people would hope for, but it's way better than, say, Christian England at the time. Women were allowed to inherit titles. They were allowed to be on the front line. They were allowed to own property. They, they weren't considered property? Well, unless they were slaves, which, but then again, men and women slaves were the same, which mm-hmm. was both. But if they were, you know, considered a, a free person, then they pretty much had the same rights as the men. Although, you know, the men still kind of had the upper hand, yeah. so to speak. But there are numerous examples. Um, one of the characters in the show, um, uh, the character's name is Lagatha, who is a real historic character. It's one of these where 
it exists in the mythology, but there's a lot of uh, historical evidence either way to whether or not they really truly existed. Mm-hmm. And I mean, she 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 does pretty well for herself. She's a shield maiden. She's pretty badass. And the historical character was as well. So you know, it's interesting That's from that so standpoint. Cool. Because yeah. in their society, they really just didn't care. If you were badass, you got to be badass. Well, and plus that's it. a world that hasn't been delved into so many different times. Like, yes, other movies and TV shows do exist about that era, but it's not something that's been driven into the ground like so many other different eras mm-hmm. of history. So that one almost has like a freshness to it for which, storytelling purposes. Which is so much intriguing about it historically. I mean, for example, like, you know, the English language is more directly, uh, you know, related to other languages. However, we have borrowed more words from the Viking language than any of the predecessors huh. of our own language. Oh, yeah. The, if you really get into looking at how much the Norsemen changed Europe at that time, it's pretty impressive. And everybody wonders why we would have chose him for our partner <laughs> on the Amazing Race. <laughs> but if you ever know how bad it is, I actually, they just showed up yesterday, but I did buy... Uh, two actual books on uh, Viking culture. He'll have more information for us later. (laughs) I started reading one just last night. I made it. I didn't make it very far. I was pretty tired, but, um, but you know, it's good. You should watch it. It's cool stuff. What about you, buddy? Uh, so when quarantine almost started, I got suckered into another streaming service. (laughs) (laughs) Which streaming service? So I now, am the proud subscriber to Shudder. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. So Shudder is a streaming service like Netflix and Hulu and all that uh-huh. of horror movies. Oh, that's right <laughs> up your alley, man. You can also add it to your Amazon Prime account. I have the app, but anyway. Um, you have the app. Of course yeah. you do. So, so wait, is this like any kind of quality horror or is this like oh, man, D-grade they horror? They have everything. They have like freaking Z movie horror. Movies, <laughs> nice. like, and they're great. Like, But they also have Joe Bob Briggs. Do you remember Joe mm-hmm. Bob Briggs? So I he do. had his show's back. Really? And it's on Shutter exclusive streaming. Oh, wow. Uh, I love it. Can't stop watching it. Hmm. Um, I have a movie that I want to review that I watched because it was on Shutter, but you can also rent it on Amazon Prime. Uh-huh. Uh, Mandy, Nicolas Cage. Oh, we yeah. to review right. that movie. Okay, I'm I, down. I've actually seen that, but I need a rewatch. Uh, Never even heard of it, but I'm yeah, in. We're saving it. Uh, so, yeah, and I started also watching Creepshow, which mm-hmm. I think is now available on AMC, but it is, I think all episodes are exclusive for Shudder. Yeah. Um, they brought back, it's fan-freaking-tastic. Love it. First story was a Stephen King short story that oh, he wrote great. for. It was great. Oh man, yeah, that's awesome. But now you know I'm also now five dollars poorer because <laughs> month I, at this point I don't even know because we do the same thing. I think Hulu, Amazon Prime, and Netflix are the only three main ones we have because you can add on to so many of those uh-huh. that all the rest of ours are like added on. Yeah. So and, you gotta find man, things and trade for people. Stupid Disney. I mean, that's not stupid. I do I, Disney Plus, Netflix, Hulu. Oh yeah, I guess we do have four because we have Disney Plus. We have Shutter. We have so Amazon Prime. You gotta Prime. trade people for logins because, like, yeah. your Netflix and your Hulu. I'm about like, to get HBO Max. Hulu, you can have like seven different logins. Netflix, I think you can have like ten, and it's just be like, so you just pay for one and be like, I'll trade you a login of Netflix for login for Disney Plus. I'll trade you a login. For yeah, Hulu. but who doesn't have for, Netflix now? Like, you try and find that one scrub. The person, the, have... the people that I've traded for Netflix. For for logins to their other services. If you don't have Netflix in 2020, like what did you do during quarantine? Like that's 
Like, that's did you read? Real life. Like, that's cool yeah. if you did. Kudos. But like, I read. But see, we have our kids and a couple other people who are on ours already. So we we're, we're kind of the we're kind of the hub. Yeah. Of yeah. Those. Like, I kind of like uh, we have satellite. I do not understand why. I couldn't tell you a single channel that's on our satellite. I haven't turned it on in so long. Then why do you have oh. it? Well, we, Bailey watches it. We, one reason. I can tell you why we still... We don't have satellite. We have... Uh, the, I say cable. It's not cable anymore. But yeah. um, when we have... And there's only one reason and one reason only. And it, But unfortunately, it's a giant, great, big, fat one. Because their service will not let us watch any other way. But NHL. Oh, uh, that uh, Don't they have an app? They do, but you can't watch games in your area on it. They'll black out on the app oh. until after the game. Oh, is that until you probably. go to the bar. Well, now you yeah. can't. But well, like, yeah, that's why you exactly. Um, if they, I, I'm, so well, now would, it's not even playing anyway. I, well, it's not. Yeah, it's not. But if I would, I've said this something that I would pay more money for that than we already do because we already pay a fair amount for it. If we could watch home games. It's probably like contractual well. BS it between is, the local affiliates. It is. So yeah. basically, for us, anything that's on Fox Sports Midwest will not be on the app until the next day. Mm-hmm. So you can't watch it live. Um, now, you can watch pretty much every other game, which, I mean, in, when you know hockey's on, there's a lot of games where there's like 12 games in a day. So you can watch the shit out of it, and we do, but you can't watch home games. Um, so we literally keep our cable service around just for that. Yeah. I've never, point. as an I autonomous don't. adult, had cable or satellite I honestly ever. don't even know where our satellite remote is. Like, I haven't seen it. I mean, it could be lost in the couch. I, I have know. Roku, and, like, I love Roku. I lose that and one a lot, too. Because yeah, it's so tiny. Yeah. We just use the Xbox. Cause also, I got really mad at the it. Roku remote one time and threw it, and I broke it. And now, that like, the back of the remote won't stay closed, and the batteries fall out all the mm-hmm. time. And it's a problem. Oh, man. We've been buying a lot of digital movies, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. now I'm sort of, like, like... Why would I ever buy? And then I'm like, are you the same one who still has like yeah, VHS does. copies of yes, your favorites do. from childhood? Yes, and do. now you're like, well, digital is the way of the future. See, we got rid of all of ours. Um, actually, when we moved to Springfield, so about six years ago, so we only have like a couple of DVDs. Well, and... Now we know. And everybody knows where we live, Rich. Mm-hmm. We live in Springfield, Missouri. Everybody, yeah. feel free to stalk Rich. Yep. <laughs> Anyway, you've got ready your VHS. Sorry. You're going to stalk me. I recommend you do it when I'm smoking a brisket. Come by. Also, ask his wife to make you some booze. They're really good. You don't have to ask. There's always booze. That's true. We're we, we at the point now where she has a bar, a backup bar, and then we have a backup booze closet. That's why I like hanging out with you guys. Yeah, she's amazing. And every time I say something about it, then she'll point out all the geek shit I have around the house. And I'll be like, you need some, uh, should we go to McAdoodles and get you some more booze, sweetie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want to stop talking about it? You want to go to McDonald's, huh? Do you? Do you? <laughs> we have gotten this ain't gross. about me. This is about you. We've gotten grossly off topic. I should probably just let this one die. <laughs> we we here should. it lies. It's flatlined. Beep. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>